Okay. What? Oh wait. Before you sat down, I'm hoping that it was just your shadow behind the chair, but a weird shadow just floated behind it. I am really hoping that was your shadow behind the chair. Mm -hmm. Great. We'll have to look at. Oh, it won't be on the recording. It was right before you hit record. I think you hit record. That'll be fun. Record later. That'll be great. Hello. Hello. We're talking about the YouTube video recording. Not everyone can see that, but you know, oh, yeah. if you if you're bored one day and you want to check us out on YouTube, it's Please where we do it. I mean, they're basically unedited. Sometimes if we Shenanigans. get interrupted, we'll I'll kind of speed it up so you all don't have to sit there and watch us have a complete conversation with somebody else. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> it's unedited in terms of you get to hear how many times I say um, and Kara says so. Huh? And uh, so and like and uh and sometimes if we just absolutely lose control laughing for too long <laughs> yes it's great yeah and well. we are people and so you just accept us as yeah we are normalizing imperfection yeah so hey this is the witch's magic murder <laughs> mystery podcast and i'm kara i'm megan Hello. and today i'm excited about the story that i have for you good i'm excited this story actually comes from two of my most favorite people in the world, Tony and Tom. I was going to say, I didn't give this to you, so... <laughs> I didn't say my most favorite. I just oh, said some. some there's a, uh, okay, there's a okay, collection. Okay, okay. I've got a pretty solid group I, of friends. I that. Yep. So they're from the Chicago area. Okay. And back over the summer, Tony was like, you've got to do an episode on Resurrection Mary, mm. who is considered Chicago's most famous ghost. Oh. And I figure... October is a perfect time Spooky to tell you season. a really interesting ghost story. Okay. Do we have any items of business to talk about before we start on this story? Don't forget that there's all kinds of really great spooky merch in the all podcast merch. store. And if you are a Body of a Goddess level subscriber to the Patreon, you have a discount code. A discount code, right. If you're interested in joining the Patreon or just looking at stuff in the podcast store, you can look in the links in our bio on Instagram or... Show notes. show notes wherever you're listening to the podcast, and they'll have the links everywhere there, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Did so, we say this is a witch's magic murder and mystery? I think we did. Let's do it again. This is the witch's magic murder and mystery podcast. And I'm Karen. And I'm Megan. I'm- if we said it twice, this is a good example of how incredible we are. How great we are. So nice to make growling. Like, yeah. After that medicinal cannibalism, just real hungry. That's me glaring at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look how pleased you look with yourself <laughs> so great okay ready yep all right so back in the 1930s a group of men were driving along archer avenue and they picked up a hitchhiker don't do that this <laughs> my dad used to tell stories when he was in the army that's just how they would get to places and i think he was stationed down in alabama mm-hmm. and it was just like that's what you do and you would wear your uniform because that meant you were safe and people wanted, they were more inclined to help you, you know? But that's how you'd get mm-hmm. from there to here, is hitchhiking. That was just normal and accepted and okay. No, don't do that. And I'm just like, I'm so glad you're alive. Yeah, don't do that. This hitchhiker was a young woman in a white party dress with light blonde hair and blue eyes. As the car got close to Resurrection Cemetery, she asked to be let out. Mm-hmm. They let her out, and she disappeared into the cemetery. 
This is the first reported sighting of the ghost that would come to be known as Resurrection Mary, but there have been many more. Oh. Oh. A guy named Richard Crow, who's a full-time ghost hunter, he says he collected three dozen substantiated reports of Mary. Okay. I don't know what substantiated Hard evidence. Like, how how are they substantiated? Yeah. I don't know. This was from the Chicago Tribune, and that's all it said. But substantiated reports of Mary from that very first one in the 1930s through to the present day. Oh. Some of the reports say that she wears a thin shawl and dancing shoes and carried a small clutch purse, and she's also been described as very quiet. According to the legend... That's even spookier. Yes. Yes. What are you thinking? Yeah. Can Why you aren't you talking? Can you but they just think she's... an when they encounter her, they don't realize she's a ghost. She doesn't look ghostly. She doesn't look... She just looks like a human. What if someone was like, ma'am, I'm not dropping you off at the cemetery. I don't feel like this is safe. I'm taking you to this place. And she would disappear from the car. Kara's face. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get to it. Okay. So, according to the legend, Mary and her boyfriend had spent the evening dancing at the O. Henry Ballroom. Oh. Fun fact. The O. Henry Ballroom would later become the Willowbrook ballroom and my friend tony she worked there as like a coat check girl how cute i know i think that's adorable that's adorable a coat check girl girl. yeah may i take your coat while they were there they had an argument and mary stormed out of the ballroom and started walking up archer avenue that's where she was struck and killed by a hit and run driver oh gosh who left her there to die no her parents had her buried in resurrection cemetery wearing a white dancing dress and matching shoes the driver of the car that hit her was never found. Now, I will say that legend <laughs> is like, here's the legend of Resurrection Mary. That was from Wikipedia. But later, when I get into like who they think she may have actually been tying oh. her to a real person, that's not the story. So I'm, oh. I'm like, how is that the legend? How did we associate this with this? But just here we are, guys. Here's Here we go. Here's the story. <laughs> There's no year and no last name to go along with that legend. So it's hard to research. And we don't truly know who she is or was in life. So oh, let me tell you one more thing about the Willowbrook Ballroom that Tom told me. It was an infamous, an infamous, an infamous pause. I said penitentiary wrong and I have gotten completely shamed for it. When my mother texted me right away, several of you have messaged me, which is fine. It's totally fine. In the Sue Logue episode. So I didn't go Did back to penitentiary. Listen. Yes. And I didn't go back and listen. So when everybody's like saying I said it wrong. I'm trying to think of like ways you could say it. Yeah. Well, the thing is in my head, when I when everybody's like, you know, you said it wrong. I was just like, whatever. I say a lot of things wrong. Why yeah. is this new? Yeah. But then someone commented, I think on YouTube and they were like, penitentiary has five syllables. And I was like, yeah, penitentiary. And that's what made me go, well, what did I say? Because I know how to say it. Yeah. I went back and listened and I said penitentiary like twice. I have no idea why. I think it's because I get so dumb when it comes to pronouncing words on this podcast. We both, I yeah. swear I know how to say penitentiary. There's a lot of things I don't know how to say. Clearly, you've all heard it. But penitentiary. Why did I say penitentiary? No clue. Nobody no knows. Clue. Nobody knows. Anyway, guys. I also know that infamous is not correct. <laughs> infamous. infamous. So Willowbrook Ballroom was an infamous Al Capone hangout. <gasps> and... There's all these tunnels underneath oh. that like lead to like a speakeasies <gasps> on the other side of our track. I think my previous life, I was a flapper and oh. I hung out at speakeasies. So I'm a friend of mine, 
Um, obsessed. He's, he's a fantastic independent musician. His name's Nick Flora. We love him. Nashville. We love him so much. He's actually helped us a lot um, on this podcast. Whenever I have a sound question, because I swear we're working hard on it, even though we're never discussing it again. Um, Nick is the person that I go to because he, he knows a lot about this stuff because he's a musician. Hey, Nick. He's also got podcasts. He's great. You would all love him. Go Nick Flora, N-I-C-K-F-L-O-R-A. Go follow everything he on does. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you'd also love his music. You can find him on Spotify. He does like little lives and it's so much fun. Yeah. But he, I remember years ago, played a show up in Chicago and he told me about this really cool hotel he stayed in where there's like a hidden speakeasy. <laughs> and it's this whole thing where like you have to find this woman in the hotel and say a phrase to her and she will direct you to the speakeasy. <gasps> like how beautifully weird is it? I need to go. I know. I, I, need, I need to, to ask him again, like what that place was. But I, I mean, the whole reason he told me about it was how amazing it was, you know? I love it. So just the speakeasy thing. I love it. Um, so there's the tunnels that lead to the speakeasy, but there's also other like escape tunnels that lead to the forest surrounding the area. Right. If the cops were to come bust them. <gasps> Isn't that amazing? I love that so much. The Willowbrook Ballroom actually was gutted by a fire oh. like in 2016. So, and I think what I read about it is that it's going to be replaced by condos and parking no lots. stupidness dang it but will there be cold tunnels under those oh my gosh i hope so i hope so too okay so let's talk about the sightings first um i do want to say i read a couple of different versions of that first encounter i went with the hitchhiker version because i saw that most often but there's also a version that says the guys had met mary at the ballroom and she danced with them either they offered or she asked them to give her a ride home oh okay and then on the drive, she asked to be let out near the cemetery, and she disappeared from the car, which is why gotcha. I told you okay. she would just... There were different instances in all these sightings where sometimes... Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you about it, but she just disappears in different ways. She's like, peace out. Yeah. So, after that initial encounter, in 1939, Jerry Pallas said he met a woman at the Liberty Grove and Hall at 47th and Mozart. This is not the O. Henry Ballroom. And they danced, and he even kissed her... She asked him to give her a ride home, directed him down Archer Avenue, then got out of the car and disappeared in front of the cemetery. He believes this was Resurrection Mary. He physically felt the kiss. Mm -hmm. He physically felt her up against him dancing. Several people say they danced with her. That's what I mean. Like, she doesn't appear as a ghost. They don't realize it until she disappears that there's something wrong. Oh, in 1973, Resurrection Mary was spotted at Harlow's nightclub. Later that year, a cab driver came into Chet's Melody Lounge, which is a bar across the street from Resurrection Cemetery. Oh, this place sounds so cool. Oh, I gotta know. I've never been to Chicago. No. I haven't either. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Amy went. She and her family went, I don't know, last year, the year before. And to see Hamilton? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And loved it. And I'm like, why haven't I? Because I didn't realize, I guess, how close it was. You yeah. Know, we drop there. We need to do that. We, we need to should. put it on the list. So anyway, they went to... This cab driver comes into Chet's and he's like trying to track down a young woman who had accepted a ride from him and then left without paying her fare. <gasps> oh, she was also spotted in 1976, 1978, 1980 and 1989. And all of those sightings are cases where she was either hit or almost hit by a car. Oh, gosh. But then when people like the driver would get out of the car to like go check on yeah. her, she would disappear. Oh, on January 31st, 1979, a cab driver said that he had picked up a young blonde woman on Archer Avenue. And here's his words, okay? A couple miles up Archer there, she jumped with a start like a horse and said, here, here. 
I hit the brakes. I looked around and didn't see no kind of house. (laughs) Where, I said. And then she sticks out her arm and points across the road to my left and says, there. And that's when it happened. I looked to my left, like this, at this little shack. And when I turned, she was gone. Vanished. And the car door never opened. May the good Lord strike me dead. It never opened. He's like, guys, I'm telling the truth. Yeah, I believe him. I believe yeah. him. He'd stand there in front of me being like, listen, Lord strike me dead. That car would or never Yeah, I'd be like, okay, okay. all right. How much you have to drink that night? I don't know. I'll let opinion. I'm not accusing you of anything, sir. Okay. No, sir. You're probably a great. I'm just making a joke. That's what I do. There's also a story from 1976 that says a driver was passing by Resurrection Cemetery and saw a woman standing on the other side of the locked gates clutching the bars. He called the police because he was like, well, someone, because they like closed and locked the gates at night right. with like chains yeah. wrapping around. So he's like, well, somebody's gotten locked in there and they're stuck. So he calls the police because he doesn't want anyone to be stuck in a cemetery overnight. Ooh. And when the police came to investigate, they found no one. But when they inspected the gates, they saw that two of the bars had been pried apart and there were impressions of two hands <gasps> on the bars. Like her handprints are burnt into the wrought <gasps> iron fence. <gasps> So cemetery officials said that it was actually damaged by a truck and isn't related to Resurrection Mary. But, but there are people. Like handprints. Well, so the, the thing is, is they've replaced two of those bars. And the people are like, the damage that was done by the truck was because it was damaged by the truck when you were replacing the bars that had the handprints on them. And they say those hand, the bars with the handprints are in storage now. And the two new bars, like if you go there right now, based on what I read, I haven't personally seen it. But if you go there now, you can tell these two bars are a different color than the rest. And when they try to paint them or something, they don't hold paint. Oh. So it's like obvious that these are two different bars. Ooh. Spooky. Makes you want to go look. Yes. One of the articles I read has an account given by an old guy named Vince. Oh, Vince. Okay, this is good. Where he tells the story of his own encounter with Resurrection Mary that happened 50 years earlier. He held this story in for that long. No, I think he's told people. Oh, okay. It's just okay. at the time that this when they was were like interviewing an article. Whatever, yeah. yeah. He'd gotten all dolled up and gone out that night. I love it so much. To the O. Henry Ballroom. Uh-huh. And he wanted to hear some of his favorite bands play. This is all during the big band era. Oh. While he was there, he saw a pretty blonde woman in a white dress, and he asked her to dance. She said yes. And they danced for the next several songs. But they were all like fast songs, like they're doing the jitterbug and stuff like that. I love it. I know. So they didn't get to talk much because it's the kind of music and the kind of dance yeah. where you're not close to each other. Yeah. But then the music slowed down and they got to talk. And that's when she told him her name was Mary. She told him where she lived. Oh. He took particular note of where she lived because it wasn't far from where he lived with his parents. Oh. He said um, he'd noticed when they were so close that her hands were really cold. And he said something like, cold hands, warm heart. Oh. And they danced together for the rest of the night. And then he offered to take her home because it was so close to where he lived and she accepted. But then they only went a few miles when she insisted that he stop the car right in front of the locked gates of the Resurrection Cemetery. Then she opened the door, got out and said, I have to go and you can't follow me. <gasps> he watches her walk over, lay her hand on the iron chain around the gates and vanish. Oh my gosh. Can you She's imagine. like Cinderella and the pumpkin. He's just spent this whole evening with this woman. That he's he was all excited about. It. They danced the whole night together. She lives near it. It's all like, you know, you just, you can feel it, right? Yeah. Like he's excited. And then, oh crap. <laughs> She's a ghost. You can't what do you do? Me. 
Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately Mm -hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's right. gonna be so tangled not with this one nice. and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Menopausal and perimenopausal women, listen up. It's time to take control of your health and comfort and Winona is here to help. Winona is a telemedicine company for menopause care who believes that your symptoms are real, important, and deserve to be taken seriously. And for many women, this starts with hormone replacement therapy. Winona's HRT is made with plant-based, bioidentical hormones rather than synthetic ones, so it better aligns with your body to offer relief from hot flashes, weight gain, and other uncomfortable symptoms. 80% of women who use Winona find relief within just 90 days. So what are you waiting for? Get started today. Visit buywinona.com today to start your free visit. With free shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use code SPRING24 at buywinona.com for 25% off your first treatment plan. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A.com for 25% off. Winona, menopause care made easy. I would sit outside the gate every day and wait for her. Well, so he said he just spent the rest of the night driving up and down Archer Avenue looking for her. And then when the sun came up and they opened the cemetery gates, he drove (gasps) through there looking for her, too. Oh. And never never found her. So then he was like, okay, I know where she lives. She gave me her address. Right. I'm going to go to her house. Oh. So he goes to the house. He goes up the steps to the front door, knocks on the door. A woman answers. And he's like, is Mary here? And I feel like this is every ghost story you've ever heard right she's like mary died a few years ago you know yes we haven't had a mary here and <laughs> what do you mean mary 
We haven't seen Mary since we laid her in the ground. (laughs) So she said Mary died in a car accident four years ago. This is the story she told him. She went out dancing with some boys she worked with at Brax. B-R-A-C-H. Okay. Brax? Sure. Mm -hmm. But they never made it to the dance hall. One of the boys crashed the car, and Mary was thrown through the windshield and died before she got to the hospital. He said that while she was talking, he looked past her, saw a framed photo on the piano behind her, (gasps) and it was a picture of the woman. It was her. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so I love this story. Like, it's such a perfect little satisfying ghost story. Yes. Except I feel kind of sorry for him. Right. But to your point, he could just start hanging around until she shows up again. I know. And there could be a great movie about this love affair with the ghost. Yes. And then she never ages and he does. And then he has to decide if he's going to give up his life for her. But then if he and dies, he's going to be with her for forever. Yep. See? Perfect. Let's TM, TM. <laughs> um, here's the thing that bothers me. Oh, here's where I have to be like, let me ruin this for you. Oh, no. How could it be that he had such a specific encounter that includes interacting with her mother, knowing what house she lived in, where she worked, and then we still don't know exactly who Resurrection Mary was? How That's do we true. know all of that? They still can't say who she was. Um, her mother no, like birth record or anything, right? Her mother also told him if you want to visit Mary's grave, she buried. She's buried in Resurrection Cemetery. No, he did say that he never went back to the O. Henry Ballroom or to Resurrection Cemetery ever again. I would have. I would have too. Yeah, and he said he never even went to a dance hall again because the whole thing just freaked him out so much. Also, he never learned her last name. Which seems weird. Like, why would she tell him all this other information about yeah. her last name? Yeah. I don't know. It's not like he's going to go Google her. But he also, <laughs> he also sounds like a really cute little old man. I don't want to accuse him of lying. I'm just yeah. saying. I have questions. questionable. That same article makes a point about how there's kind of a gap in the sighting. Like, there's a whole bunch in the, like, big band era. And then when that dies down, there's not a lot of sightings. And it may just be that dance halls weren't as busy. Yeah. Yeah. But she's like, well, this isn't lively. I don't want to go dance today. Yeah. They pick back up again in the 70s, the sightings oh. do. And this article has an explanation for that. It was said that Mary had been buried in a term grave. Have you ever heard of this before? No. I have not either. But I looked it up and apparently it's a real thing that oh. it's not done anymore. But it's a rented plot that only holds remains for a quarter century. Huh? When her term expired, all her family had passed away, so there was no one left there to renew it. Oh. Right. So, like, when a term grave expired, they just removed the headstone, and they would (gasps) bury a person, like, on top of the grave that was already there. Oh. Yep. Apparently, it was a more affordable option to rent your plot than buy one. Oh. So... Mary's term expired, and her coffin was moved to an unmarked grave in a remote corner of the cemetery. Oh. After that, people started reporting seeing her again. Oh. But again, that all has to just be speculation, because if we know that Mary's grave was a term grave that was moved, blah, 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 then that would imply that we know exactly where she, she was. Yeah. And we don't. So, it's all mm. part of the lore. Hmm. I need to stop applying logic and just enjoy the ghost story. Yes. <laughs> I do really enjoy the ghost story. Yes, it's good. Um, and with so many sightings, it's like, it feels like there has to be something yeah. to it. I just don't think it needs the embellishments. Right. That's what makes the stuff unbelievable. Just like, let the story be live the story, and breathe yeah. on its own, you know? And also, you know how I get annoyed when people make up stuff to just attach themselves to a story? Oh, yeah. I'm not saying I mean, that's, that's what fine, they... That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. 
Mary has appeared as a hitchhiker asking drivers for rides along Archer Avenue. She's also surprised some drivers by just opening the car door and climbing in. <laughs> she said, I gotta go, guys. Yeah, and then disappearing at the cemetery gates. Some drivers have even watched her run right through the locked gate into the darkness. Oh, my gosh. Others have seen her walking along the side of the road and then vanish. Mm. And then there are accounts where she's hit by a car. People will see her bleeding and everything on the road. But when anyone tries to go help her, she disappears. Oh, my gosh. Like I said, we don't have a confirmed identity for Resurrection Mary. People have researched all the burials in Resurrection Cemetery to try and identify her. Mm -hmm. And there are two pretty good possibilities. One is Mary Bregovi or Bregovi. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one yeah, of those. I like them. Um, she's buried in site number 9819, and she died in 1934 in a car accident, allegedly on her way home from the O. Henry Ballroom. But remember how earlier I was like, this doesn't match up with the legend? Yeah. Her death is from a car accident in downtown Chicago, not on Archer Avenue, and it's not identified as a hit and run. But I don't really know how much... How important that is. Like, I don't right. know. Yeah. I don't know where the legend came from. Yeah. I don't know if we need to try to match her to the legend or change the legend. Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Because of where the car accident happened in downtown Chicago, it seems unlikely that they would have been on their way home from the O. Henry Ballroom. Oh, okay. And lastly, Mary Brigavi, Brigavobi, something. She wasn't blonde. She had dark hair. And the undertaker who prepared her body for burial said she was buried in an orchid-colored dress, not white. However, the story of the car accident that she was in matches up with the story that Vince told. Oh. She worked in a factory, had gone out with some friends from work, and was thrown through the windshield when the car crashed and died on the way to the hospital. It's just, like, did Vince tell that story because he'd heard it attached to Resurrection Mary? Or had he heard it somehow in, like, a news article or something at some point, and it just, like, that stuck in his memory? I don't even mean that he's consciously making things up. It's just it happened 50 years ago. He's absorbed information along the way. He's associating it with something. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd like to know how his story's changed over time, and what information has he learned that's sort of been incorporated into his account. The other possibility is a girl named Anna Maria Norcus. I like it. Uh, she died in 1927, also in a car accident, on her way home from the O. Henry Ballroom. Most of the research done into this woman was done by a man named Frank something. That starts with an A. <laughs> it's a heck of a name. Guys, it's a good one. It's um, a good name. Andrasic. Mm. Andrasic. Something. He lived in the area. He knew a lot of people who had their own experiences with Resurrection Mary, especially people that he went to church with. So he was particularly inclined to believe those people. He didn't start seriously researching it until his brother sent him an article about the ghost in 1994. But once he decided to investigate it, he was like all in. He went through first and secondhand accounts of people he knew and their friends, as well as newspaper articles and burial records and photographs. Several of the people he spoke with had really specific ideas about who they thought Mary was. And Hmm. so he investigated all of those. And that's how he wound up settling on Anna Norcus. Oh, the thing is, she's younger than you would expect. She was 12 at the time that she died. She went by Mary, her middle name. So her name was Anna Norcus. They had a whole reason, something to do with religion about why yeah. she started going by Mary. But it didn't seem like a detail that I needed to include. Right. Right. She was blonde and she loved to dance. And she convinced her dad to take her to a dance hall for her 13th birthday. Hmm. So on July 20th, 1927, the two of them went to the O. Henry Ballroom. On the way back home, around 1.30 in the morning, they went past the cemetery 
turned onto 71st Street, north on Harlem to 67th Street, and there the car dropped into a 25-foot-deep railroad cut. Oh, my gosh. The Chicago Streets Department had failed to post warning signs at the side of the cut, and Anna was killed instantly. Ooh. It also said there was actually another, like, guy who died that night the same way. Like, that oh. same night in the same place. His car oh, ran wow. over the thing. Anna was scheduled for a burial in a family lot in St. Casimir Cemetery, which is not Resurrection Cemetery. Right. But here's where Frank thinks something went wrong that led to this girl being a ghost, right? Okay. When Anna died, there was a man who lived across the street from Resurrection Cemetery, and he was, like, in charge of the gravediggers. Being a gravedigger was really hard manual labor and mm-hmm. apparently didn't pay very well. So it was fairly common for gravediggers to go on strike. And apparently oh. there were, like, gravediggers who were like, this is this cemetery's gravediggers, and this is this cemetery's gravediggers. It doesn't seem like they mixed right. cemeteries, you know? So, stick with me. This is <laughs> trying to just, it's his theory, Frank's theory is, it's possible that in 1927, at the time that she was supposed to be buried in St. Casimir Cemetery, those gravediggers were on strike, which means this guy's who lived across the street from Resurrection Cemetery, he would have had to call his gravediggers and say, hey, because they can't just leave the body right. not buried. Right. So he was like, you need to go, what would happen? This was, and this was done when there was a strike because Resurrection Cemetery was one of the main cemeteries. It was commonly used where they would go get the body, put it in a box, bring it to Resurrection Cemetery and temporary, temporarily bury it. Oh. Then when the strike ended, they would, they would take, take the body it. and go bury it where it was supposed to have been buried. Oh. That way they bury it because it has to be that like. They need to send it where it was supposed to originally go, like yeah. to the plot that's been paid for and perhaps in another family yeah. graveyard. You know, the thing is, if a strike went on for a long time. They forgot about it. Well, the body would be like pretty decomposed. Yeah. His theory is, so that happened. It was time to move her back to the other cemetery. And then they took the wrong body because it was too hard to identify, oh. which means... She was mistakenly buried in the wrong place, which yes. is why her spirit has never been able to totally. rest in peace. Huh. That's his theory. It's a lot because we don't even know if, if a strike was happening. But right. he's just like, it was common for strikes to happen. And so if there was a strike, then it could have led to all these things. But you yeah. have to assume that there yeah. was a strike. And I mean, it, yeah, it does seem like that would be enough for her body to be. Right. It could explain why she leaves the cemetery. Maybe she's going to search yeah. for something or whatever. I just think Anna's whole story is incredibly sad, whether she is Resurrection Mary or not. Just the idea that this little girl loved dancing and just wanted to go dancing. Well, and if that's what she's doing, she just loves dancing so much. Yeah. Yeah. So the hitchhiker ghost story isn't unique to Resurrection Mary. We've all heard different versions of this hitchhiker who Mm -hmm. disappears and then you find out that she's dead. But it all had to start somewhere, right? Like maybe she's the one that started the hitchhiker stories. Also, because there are so many firsthand accounts, it's hard to just completely dismiss the whole thing. Right. Remember that bar I mentioned, Chet's Lounge? Oh, yeah. Okay. Tony said that her dad went there a lot when he was younger, and he never had an encounter with Mary, but that a lot of the people there would tell him about their own sightings. And here's probably my favorite part of this whole thing. At Chet's Lounge, they leave a Bloody Mary drink on the bar. For her. And no one's allowed to touch it. Oh. Yeah. Like they, they remake it. Yeah. So it stays fresh. Yeah. That's adorable. 
and just stays out there for her on the bar all the time. That alone makes me want to go. Yeah, I love that so much. And that's it. That's the story of Resurrection Mary. How cool is that? I know. I mean, I feel like it's a really believable ghost story. Yeah. I think that just because it's a hitchhiker story and we've all heard those doesn't mean it's, like I said, they had to come from somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Tony and Tom for telling me that story. Yeah, I really love it. I love, I love a good much. ghost story. I feel like it's been a while since I've heard one. Uh, if you would like to send us stories, you don't have to be one of my buddies who just tells yeah. me things. You can also email us at witchesmagicmurdermystery at gmail.com. Yep. Or hit us up on Instagram. You can DM us or click on any of those links that yeah. are attached to the link tree in our bio. Okay. Okay. Thank you for listening. Thanks so much. We love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye.